You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. Mike check, Mike check, Mike check. Let's see. Who is this? All right. Yes, y'all and Jigga Man be balling. Leave chicks pigeon toes. Some of them be crawling. Yo, what up? Halloween episode. <laughs> we didn't do one Wednesday. It's the Halloween episode, man. So y'all probably watch this after y'all done trick-or-treating with y'all kids, but y'all really just driving around in different precincts, getting candy from the police officers like I just did. Getting candy from the police officers. Yeah, okay. yeah. Getting candy from the police officers. So happy Halloween, everybody. Uh 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 happy belated Angels Night slash Devil's Night. No houses was burned down. Give it up for that. Do we got an applause for that? Yeah, what do we, we got for that? A, Let's uh, applause for that. That's an applause worthy yeah, we, thing. Yeah, it is. They're not burning houses no more. If you're not from here, you know, in Detroit, they used to, remember on 8 Mile when Eminem burnt the house down because it was uh, they raped a kid in there? Niggas was just burning houses down in the city of Detroit because that was a thing to do. Uh, let's see. I, who I'm, got rid of that? Kwame? That Kwame didn't get rid of that. Mayor Archer? Which, which, which Archer, mayor got rid of that? I say Archer. Archer was more so responsible for getting rid of the Angels Night. Angels Night. Well, changing Devil's Night to Angels Night. So the thing that I'm talking about was a real thing, but it is no longer a thing. So I just want to celebrate that. And um, I want to celebrate all our uh, people in the comments now. We got a lot of spam in our comments, so that means other people watching. <laughs> people that uh, mess with the Illuminati, people that are from different countries trying to, if you want, if you need some artwork done, they are artwork. now in the comments. So this podcast is reaching different heights, but um, I'm doing a lot of talking because I miss y'all, but Kari Fraser's in the building, the Barefoot CEO, a.k.a. Trick what up, Daddy. What up? Uh, hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, not at all, but... Uh, Trick Daddy Peso. Right now... <laughs> Right now, I am uh, in the seat of EJ. I'm running the I'm running the video board. You know, one sec. There we go. We got the bell sound effect. So EJ got the hands on all of this new stuff. Like I gotta switch out the stuff and this equipment in my studio. That it's like, okay, how, how do I get here? How do I get there? I'm, you I'm too working. busy being on camera talent. That's what it is. You too cute now to be the nigga Hilarious. behind the scenes. Hilarious. Working. Uh, it says the mic is muted. So does that mean they can't hear us? Let's see. Wait. It says the mic is muted on there. Don't stop. Hold up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What's okay. up? I don't know why it was muted. Let's make sure everything is all right. You know, EJ not here, so mm-hmm. sorry to that one person that couldn't hear shit we said. Okay. And Let's the great see. thing about it, that first two minutes I didn't cuss, and I'm trying not to cuss the first as much as I do. <coughs> okay. I want my daughters and my grandkids to look back and be like, Granddad was, he was reckless. He was reckless. Happy Halloween to the people that can hear us now, man. Happy Halloween to everybody out there doing it. Hopefully you trick-or-treating and you being safe, having a good time. Halloween is a holiday that I don't think people appreciate much anymore. Uh, it's a adult holiday I went to a house party yesterday okay what was uh well even before we get into that house party hold on what we got going on before we get into that house party we gotta talk about uh the house party we gonna bring back uh as known from Josh Adams birthday party house party y'all loved it so much it changed lives it changed Uh, lives for the for the for good and for the better I'm a better man now 
Okay. Better man. Good and the better. So Even though she might be in Vegas right now getting her lick back. All right. So uh, we're not necessarily going to address that right now, but the house party will be an event where you can come and uh, enjoy and partake in some accoutrements. There will be food. There will be uh, some Games. beverages. It will be the day after Thanksgiving. So Black Friday night. Yeah. You can come on out. Uh, secret location, which really, I mean, I guess it ain't so much of a secret. Well, keep it, don't even up. say it. As long as we say a secret, it make it more exclusive <laughs> and it make it something more provocative and people want to come get to it. So, we will disclose the location the day of when it's time for you to come kick it. But like mm-hmm. you said, man, tickets is 25 bucks. You come through, we're going to drink, we're going to laugh, we're going to eat, we're going to play games, and we're going to talk a lot of we're going to talk a gang of stuff and have a really you, what we normally do here, but with other people. And we limited, we are limiting the seating. Yeah, so, so go, if, talk to them. So, so look, Get this. If you aren't one of the people, we're we're still deciding whether we're going to allow 20 to 25 people because it's going to be some special guests that come. Holidays bring a lot of people in town. You know, Josh know all type of people. And uh, the people Josh know that you may not know are definitely people that you want to be at a house party for because the last house party definitely was crazy. took a turn for the uh, what the we keeping it clean. Yeah, keeping it as clean as possible for them. We're going to start cousin in a minute. What the hell uh, version. Shout out to Rap Talk. Shout out to Shashara and, and whatever dude that she was dating at the time. Hopefully they still kicking it. And they, uh, they was living that life. They're part of their lifestyle. Shout out to Brandy came out, uh, mm-hmm. her homegirl. A lot of people was in the building, man. And if you you just had to be there, and if you listen to the podcast, you heard what it was. Shout out to June and them two girls he brought. It was a wild mm-hmm. experience, and we gonna create it. We gonna have an even better experience on the twenty sixth of November. So after you eat and you do your thing and you go shopping and you buy another flat screen that you the same flat screen you bought <laughs> last year, just for thirty dollars cheaper and like ten inches bigger. You, come on, come kick it with us, well, man. Buy your tickets. Not because it's gonna sell out for sure. Yeah, we about to set up the event bright event. So just know you supporting what we do. You love what we do. Continue to support what we do. And this is going to be something that you want to be a part of as we keep growing what we're doing with the podcast. It's going to be video this time. So that's going to be interesting, too. Everybody so ain't going to be on video, but the the well, what do we want to say? Like the guests, the panelists will be on video. Everybody that's in everybody that's in the building for the most part. will. It, it's a microphone for the audience. So the audience gets to chime mm-hmm. in and kick it. And we will have video of the panelists and the people that want to talk will be on. You know, you'll be on video. So, you know, don't come in there if you're gonna be if you ain't supposed to be there. You supposed to be somewhere else, and then you over there. Don't 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 come because you're gonna get caught up. And we gonna do we gonna figure out a way to stream so that way you can still kind of try to be a part mm-hmm. of the show if you can't be one of the twenty to twenty five people that make it in. But bro, it's going down, man. And if you want to sponsor the show, you always can. You know, hit us up. We'll figure all that out. So people that love the support and love what we do over here, in Detroit is different after dark and the Josh Adams podcast. It's going down. So it's good for couples. It's good for singles. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be a good time, man. So uh, the house party. How the edition is coming up, man. Tickets will be up very, very soon, man. But um, yeah, I can already tell you one of the special sponsors going to be, as you know, I build with my man Forsyth over there at the Detroit City Distillery. They got a new bourbon that's dropping this week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a four grain bourbon, but it has a cognac twist to it. And now, I don't oh know boy. if many people know, uh, Josh is becoming a, a liquor expert himself. I'm a connoisseur so, on his truck and just that, my my liver. I'm into it now, so. <laughs> my liver. Once you said cognac, you had me a cognac twist. <laughs> you don't mix the cognac in there. Y'all see, I'm going out. I'm, I'm growing my stuff out. You know what I'm saying? I'm living better now. Drinking more water, working out. I jacked off yesterday. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? 
I went ahead and took care of myself. I was on the, I was on that tip, but and I had a drink yesterday. But I'm back on it again. You know what I'm saying? You want we fall down so we can get <laughs> we back fall up. Down. What's that, Dottie? Dottie McKirkley. We fall down, but we get up. But we get up. We get up. That's what the did it say? Uh, for a saint is just a sinner who fell down. Exactly. That's all it is. You know what and I'm got saying? Got back up. Every sinner has a future, and every <laughs> saint had a past. You feel what I'm saying? So as long as we understand that, um, we're gonna be all right. We're gonna and be all the right. Good word. The good word. The good word. The good word. But yeah, we definitely wanted to promote the uh, the house party, and um, I don't want to go any further in this podcast without showing a little love, man, and um, condolences to the family of legendary comedian mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, just straight up icon as far as like when you think of the city of Detroit, downtown, Tony Brown. <clears throat> I'll make sure I had to get it out before I clear my voice. Oh, yeah. We lost oh, yeah. him about a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Tony uh, Tony is, when we think of Detroit comedy, uh, period. Not just like, you know, sometimes people say black comic or whatever. Like, downtown Tony Brown is it. one of the most world-renowned comedians in Detroit history period so like going back to the 80s 90s 2000s the i don't know what the hell they call this the 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 tens the 20 like even to now like his the the legacy he laid paved the way for so many so when people talk about bees when people talk about coco when people talk about even the the comedy jam yeah deaf comedy jam like the network like places where they was doing comedy that we didn't even know about way before our time Tony Brown was one of them guys. He was one of the people that when when I, one of the first times my mom and dad saw you, they were like, well, the only really other comedian we really would follow was Tony Brown. And that was my parents. So wow. that was back when they was going to like the Pontra train, which is the Pontra train. back in the day. Now, see, I don't know nothing about this, man. And I promise you're going to put some stuff together. Where we go deeper into all of these places and things that went mm-hmm. on in Detroit. But uh, my uh, mom becoming aware of downtown Tony Brown was when I started comedy. And he was around in uh, the early start, uh, parts of my career. He had some stuff going on where I think he had got into it with somebody and they had like damn near broke his jaw mm. and his teeth was missing but he was around and I would hear the name and people would speak on him with such a high reverence and I finally got to see him like he was around playing pool he was around beating everybody in pool and I didn't know who this little skinny <laughs> black guy was so man to me he was just another bar patron or you know somebody with like a pool shark but he was killing everybody and I finally got to see him on stage and I mean when I say he was like a master storyteller and he had a wit about him that um, no matter who you or how old you are, you got it. And he was a he, he and he performed at his pace. And it don't matter how you how you kind of even how you consume any type of thing. Like some people like faster comedians and delivery slow. No matter how he gave it to you, you kind of appreciated it. And I watched him do that. And man, he was on. The, he's been on the radio. He is like if I had to say it, he was he was Detroit sense of humor, just. Human, a human, human personification of what Detroit's sense of humor was for the point that he was here. From when he started to when he stopped, he was what it is. And, you know, you can only hope to get half as funny as downtown Tony Brown or had the impact that he did. And I just, I want to give him his flowers. Like, I actually made a, a point that the first thing that I created was the Walking Dead, well, Walking Dead, uh, Dead Wrong, which, you know, that's out and it's around. But he was, he's literally the first voice you hear on there because I wanted him to narrate it because it's just the way he speaks. It's just like, uh, almost like how Morgan Freeman is you hear his voice and be like he's just he seemed like he can tell a story and you can listen to him talk about anything so the fact that I was able to be a part of something with him and a project of mine he was just willing to even be a part of is just like hey you know it's like winning an Oscar for me if I don't do nothing else I can say to downtown Tony Brown thought enough of me to do something like that so shout out to him man oh definitely definitely he's uh rest in peace OG 
he's uh, he's one that left such an impact. Just you know, when people think Detroit comedy, like I say, downtown Tony Brown is that guy. So. Um, you know this. This is a tough one. Uh, we we definitely know that. Uh, was the first time I was seeing him. You. <clears throat> the first time I saw him was when, for a second, uh, you know, people bouncing in and out of the rooms. Kool Aid mm-hmm. was running a room at the Ebony Showcase Lounge. Okay, I was gonna say. So, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he. I don't even think he was gonna do no time. But Kool Aid, you know, people talk shit. Yeah. So he came up there. Shut the shit down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I didn't really have a reverence. So like, when you see him, it's like you say, it's like you see this dude. He almost looked like you know, like like your older uncle. Yeah, or some he shit. blend in you don't to the think, yeah to the crowd. You, you don't think, think he, he about to murder the stage like that? Murder. Especially you know, he took his time when he got on stage. He was like, it was like, damn, is he gonna tell a joke? And then like, he put it, set his drink down, and then he was like. Getting into the stories and like he told stories where you could relate, whereas Detroit, you could follow it. Um, and then sometimes I didn't know like if he was expanding on a joke and just riffing or if he was like if he like he had a thought in the moment and expanded on a joke that he already was was talking about. And that's what it would be like, like almost like how you would watch a Chappelle and watching Chappelle, you would be like, oh, did he just make that up right there? It's like he literally is thinking out stuff that he's already prepared and then he just came up with it like oh yeah that that's a funny thing that I didn't even think about before I even thought about talking about it and he would just expand on stuff in a way that was like you know it was genius level bro like and 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 this is a, I want to tell this story because uh you know following comedians is a, is a hard thing to do in this business like that's something you just like even in anything performing I heard Jay-Z say he hated having to uh, like follow DMX but following comedians is a uh, I used to be it used to be a thing that bothered me, but now I'm in a space, even in year 15, where now I'm in a space of it don't matter who go up or before me or after me. But downtown Tony Brown legend is so crazy that you just kind of like, I don't know if I want to go after this guy. But we was doing a show at a place called the Blues Cafe on Grasher in uh, Seven Mile, which Coco is doing shows there now. So y'all should definitely step it up and go over there. Um, Bill Hill had downtown over there. And, you know, downtown, he was just like, man, I'm going to put you up at the downtown. I'm going to let you close it out because. Uh, in reality, man, downtown style a little slower, man. He ain't gonna be able to follow what you're doing. I'm like, well, you know, that's the OG. I, he, you you shouldn't even um, you shouldn't even put him. You know, in my head, just thinking like, well, don't put nobody on the show. You don't think can follow somebody like in my arrogance. But sometimes you always got a guy got to humble you. And he was like, but I'm gonna just put him up before you, man. He ain't gonna do but like but 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then downtown always looks sleepy at the shows for whatever yeah. reason. He just always look like tired and don't want to be there. And he like he ain't even he don't even know what's going on until you call his name. They called that man up and he's supposed to do 10, 15 minutes. He literally went up there and ripped for like 45 minutes, 45 to 50 minutes. He literally headlined the show while he was featuring and it was one of them shows where they, people was laughing, falling over, crying and they like, oh, and they finally lit him like, alright, downtown, come down, we gotta, Josh gotta close out. And they was like, he's like, oh, 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 well, yeah, well, uh, uh, I guess I gotta go. And everybody like, please, no, downtown, don't go. Please don't leave. Now I'm like, I gotta go up after people want this, after the, <laughs> I got to be the guy to follow the guy that they don't want to come down. And um, downtown, he came down, and they gave him applause. He probably got a standing ovation. And after that, I went up. And I and I and I did my thing, and it was like almost like a lesson in comedy for me. It was like, uh, or almost like an accomplishment to be like, all right, I am supposed to be here. And that was like 
a year or two ago, so maybe 13 years in. But that just show you, man, you still be needing those little reminders and mm-hmm. having these checklists and obstacles to get over to be like, all right, I am supposed to be here. So that was just another confirmation. No bragging. It was just like, it's almost to say like you struck out Barry Bonds or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Iverson, he crossed over Jordan. He was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. That was my moment. 13 years in the game with downtown Tony Brown having to follow that man destroying this crowd. Yeah, and even his like, even his style of like uh, his pace, because to me his rhythm was his own. Like where, you know, he had more leeway, but you could tell he's been working rooms for so long. And I can only imagine what a guy like Tony Brown was, you know, performing. You've performed on some interesting shows too. Mm-hmm. Shit, you performed on interesting shit. I've had you be on, but uh, you know, I assume especially back in the day, then like it wasn't you know, a comedy club, not a lot of comedy nights. So he probably was performing before like the Whispers concerts yeah. and and you you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you you know what I mean? And and people don't know. It was it was Kool-Aid that had to teach me a whole lot about knowing that as much as we people putting together v- events like promoters or whatever, we think, oh man, people like laughing and a comedian, but comedy is received better in certain in certain settings. Yes. And in other settings, sometimes comedy can be, uh, <laughs> it just becomes tougher. Like when people have more distractions, especially like when you got to get off a joke. If your joke, if the joke is like two and a half minutes and you got a lot of stuff going on behind people, like if it's outside and, you know, cars driving by and, you know, lighting setups and fireworks and stuff like that, like you've taken away some of the premise of the joke to even come back to the callback. So like to be a comedian and adapt like I'm assuming Tony had to have been because just knowing the stages that was around he he was doing some stuff and that's the funny thing to even mention that because down to, um, Tony Roney uh, has a uh, he had a comedy DVD and I forgot what it's called it might be called down it might be called Tony Roney's comic vibe but he was like a documentary about Detroit comedy which um mm-hmm. You know, it was a good. It was like it was like a workbook for me. It was like it was like the class syllabus. Like, all right, this what this what I need to know about Detroit comedy, and this what I should be uh looking forward to. And it was a they was taping, and downtown Tony Brown was doing a set when some dudes was fighting in the club, and they start shooting, and mm-hmm. downtown jumped in the middle of the joke, and then the dudes scrambled and did whatever, and then after they got them dudes out, went right back up and just kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like literally after somebody shot at somebody, not just shooting, went right into it and did comedy. Like like that's yeah. that's like the quintessential thing when you people think comedy or think Detroit, that actually happened and this man stood up in the paint and was like, yeah, yeah that's just what happened around here. I, I got a classic story from Nick's Gaslight just like that. Uh, so people that know like just the connection, uh, I was really close with Kool-Aid and part of that relationship, Kool-Aid knew I did sound and audio and everything. And part of my sound and audio business at one point time was partnering with the DJ I performed with often, Drummer B. Drummer B double booked one time and we really had speakers but we didn't have like the DJ equipment to go to two spots so I had a CD player to go to Nick's Glass Light. So so the first comedian, I forget who the first comedian, I want to say it was... um, Man, damn, the gangsta-ass comedy dude. Um, Craig Capone? Yeah, Craig Capone. He ain't really say much. Okay. Uh, then the second one may have been like Shawnee D. Mike McDaniel get on stage and he like, DJ, you ain't even a DJ. You got a, you got a speaker. And, and he was like, you got that shit from the crib. Yeah. He went in on me like maybe for 10 minutes. Then a fight broke out in the back. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and then he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And this gets the whole show back. And security was like getting him out. He was like, I know... 
I know DJ that ain't really a DJ gonna want his house speaker set up. So come on, let me unhook this and get this back to you. He unhooked my shit. Mm-hmm. And picked it up, ran off the stage, went to the back for people that know the gas, Nick's gaslight, went to like the kitchen of Nick's gaslight, and I'm getting murdered. Cause the whole crowd is dying. It, it was funny. I had to laugh at the shit too, yeah. man. It but it brought the crowd back where it's like he ain't miss a beat. It was just like, damn, they scrapping in the back, and you know, people want to see a fight, like almost like a car accident. Yeah, they but do. But he he and a fight never went really, in on me enough a, where and a fight never is really gonna be a fight fight you're not finna sit no. here and see no dudes duke it out you're gonna be some rough they gonna talk crazy here and there a couple punches get thrown and then they gonna put them out of there yeah so yeah. it's funny to hear you say that cause I was watching um, Bun B just did an interview where he was talking about performing and he was saying that we was performing some of the roughest spots in the world at some point in time and when people was up there he told him too short was like you know they was at performing somewhere and then a fight broke out and they kinda stopped the music and was ready mm-hmm. to get off stage he's like bro keep performing you for one, you want to get your money. Two, once you start performing, people going to kind of take that attention and put it back on you. Yeah. And I was performing at a place called Firewater 2. And it's downtown. <laughs> you know, know what I'm talking about? I know exactly where that was. That's over there off of like, uh, is that Woodward? Yeah. Woodward by the White Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Woodward, West Grand Boulevard, one of those yeah, or whatever. It's like kind of like more so like, it, it it's more like off like where West Grand become East Grand and yeah, you know. but over there by the White Castle. Niggas yeah. ain't going over there no more. But anything, mm-hmm. we was over there performing, and while I'm on stage, a fight broke out at the door. And I remember looking at it because it was some comedian dudes. Man. It was J-Bell. It was, I was going to say, I think this is the J-Bell yeah. uh, Blackberry it, it, it was J-Bell. <laughs> J-Bell well, really, J-Bell versus security. J-Bell, but. Darius, and Ron Taylor coming in the show. And I'm yeah. sitting there performing, but I'm in. I'm up there performing, but I'm in autopilot. But I'm thinking like, you know, I guess my mind should be moving. I'm like doing my show. But then I'm like, oh, they go Ron, Darius. Jay Bell So I'm still performing Wooty Woo Jay Bell try to get in They not letting him in yep. Next thing I know I just see a wave Of old black men In sweaters Grab Jay Bell And lift him up And push him out the room So of course Everybody turning around Looking So I'm just like Alright Some kicked in to me To be like Boom Keep doing my set So I start improvising Jumped up Said something Somebody in the front And I just start I think I start praying For the crowd And then I start Touching people And everybody laughing And then it was a dude In a wheelchair In the front And I was like You can walk And then everybody Everybody just fell out at that point. And it was just like, it's something just instinctual kicks in to where you like, all right, man, I got to reel this back in because Mm -hmm. some people will be like, "Uh oh, there go a fight. Don't give it the attention. You bring the attention back here because it's security and you get a security opportunity to kind of make that make that all go away and then the show don't have mm-hmm. to have a black eye because, you know, sometimes stuff do happen, but it don't have to be the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it the, the real stab in the heart that Mike McDaniel night, other than me getting killed, mm-hmm. and, and Kool-Aid would kill me a lot of times, so it was just, you know, you know a comedian, um, was my homegirl that I was trying to rock with for a while that I ain't seen in a minute was in the crowd too, so it was like, ah, shit. So then she come back after I get murdered. But, you know, all in good fun. You know, good comedians know how to uh, master a ceremony. They know how to, like, keep the energy and, like, kind of turn down the energy, know how to talk about who in the crowd where it's still fun and it's not going to trigger somebody to, like, really go off. So that's where... When I say good comedians, I want to say experienced comedians. No, good, but I guess good, 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 good comedians like gag that go with it. Um, because I had a moment not too long ago where I kind of riled a dude up, and that just show you in the game you always still learning. But uh, um, I got into it with a guy. With a guy got into it with mm-hmm. me, and I got this hero complex on stage where it's like, for one, bro, I ain't messing with you. So if you mess with me, bro, I'm really gonna take it to you. So I kind of roasted this dude to the point where he probably wanted to scrap <laughs> with him. And I remember thinking like. 
after I was done, I'm like, okay, I did a great job. And people was amazed. I was like, man, who cares if he was mad? You did your thing. It was hilarious. I'm thinking like, okay, now, now, now uh, Howie Bell, my OG, got to follow this energy, which he a pro. He was good anyway. But I felt bad being the one that created this kind of stink on the show to where I'm like, Ugh, it didn't even have to be that raw. And, and Horace talked to me. He was like, yeah, you do. It's a way to handle that. And now I know how to handle that situation better where – Certain comedians think, oh, you're just supposed to roast somebody to the point where, you know, they just feel stupid and they look dumb and they want to fight you and that's cool. But it's like, that's not what it's about. If you if you can make the person that you roast and laugh, that's one thing. Or if you can just bring them back down to a place of, all right, everything all good. We hear that this, this, this is it's greater than just this interaction. It's about mm-hmm. the whole show. Hey, bro, you know, you ain't got to apologize. Like, ain't nobody trying to be gangster. Not in that. But just in, in case, just basically being like, hey, man, everything cool. And I learned a good lesson that night. But we got some more people that just jumped in here and I want to say hey uh November 26th man house party going to be here live podcast uh undisclosed location cuz we don't want all you hood rats <laughs> to know where we really get down at cuz y'all going to be want to come be here all the time and participate in that cuz it's going to be good food good drink beautiful women uh intelligent interesting black men white men men of all colors and uh we going to have a good time so you going to hear me talk about that throughout the whole night like but what, uh, uh what 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 uh what juvenile say you a fine young brother vax that thing up vax that thing up juvenile you let us all down when you did that, OG. You didn't have to do that. You made 400 degrees. You didn't have to fall off and do that. You didn't have to fall off and do that, OG. I want you to know you that that you disappointed us that. with that right here, man. But um, I want to talk about brother. I want to talk about some things, man. Uh, for one, man, let me ask you this, Carl. I don't know if this ever happened to you. You ever get mm-hmm. stuck? You ever get stuck with the the friend that you didn't want? You ever meet a chick and you be kicking it with her, and then you meet the friend, or it could have even been initially, but maybe just like maybe you just start kicking it with somebody. What's up, Joy? And you look up, and then out of nowhere, you like, damn, her homegirl a little colder than uh, this one, or I kind of vibe with her more. That, that happened to you? That, that definitely has happened. Like, uh, actually, that's usually a woman thing. It's usually weird happening to guys. Where, where like you, you rocking with one, and then like you see their sister, you be like, damn, you oh, know what that's I'm saying? Worse. Where it's like, woo, woo. Not the sister. But uh, yeah, it's happened like. A couple of times, but so much more when I was younger, looks looks still matter, but looks matter so much more when I was younger. Yeah. Uh so you know, you thinking that I would project a whole lot just based on how a woman looks. Like, well, she looked like the type for this and she looked like the type for that. I still yeah. hear dudes talk like that. Like, like, she like she, she ain't got nothing. Dick. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She she looked like the type that actually know how to raise some kids. Like, how the hell can you tell that just from looking at her from across the room? Like, what the hell is you talking about? Hips. Like, nigga, Childbearing. Show me know how to start up a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but that's real. Like, I, I thought, like, I don't know if anybody on here know, like, or ever dealt with anything like that, but it's like, that's a real thing to where, like, you want one friend. And it, and it ain't one of them things of being greedy. It's just like, wow, had I just waited a couple more minutes or maybe like, but then that'd be my thing but, too. Like if I meet you and me and you kicking it, how come if we don't work out, but I really liked your homegirl more, why wouldn't that work? Okay, now let me go through, because like I don't have what I call the anchors, how most dudes would approach. And nowadays I don't even know what I'm doing because I'm becoming an old man. I'm like distancing myself from damn near everything. But <laughs> because I wasn't really in a school with women, at a recording school was like only like two real tweaking punk rock white chicks in that 
in that. Nothing you really trying to shoot at. My cl- I was working as a truck driver. That ain't going to really have you interacting with a lot of women. So I didn't have that. So because of that, I had to rely on going out and talking to women. And women would be in packs. So usually I got good at approaching a whole group of women. Okay. So approaching a group of women takes a different... When I say good, all of this stuff is just confidence and how you feeling. But to approach a group of women, it takes a different presence of mind. But when you talk to that whole group, if one kind of starts liking you and you ain't liking her... Well, that seemed like a, that seemed like a hard spin to me, dog. Like, so how do you spin that to where you kicking it with a group of girls and you like, all right, I'm getting play from one. Mm-hmm. What was yeah, that? Yeah, that sounded chair? like a, I don't know, it sounded like a real Halloween episode bro, right that's now. That's scary as like hell. A, was that the chair or is this place haunted, bro? Don't say no, play no game. Know. You can leave. Uh, <laughs> your browser's <laughs> lost connection um, to your mic. Make sure you have the right mic uh, selected. Hey, can y'all still hear us on there, man? We just want to make sure. I don't think so. Now nah, they probably can't. All right, we was, uh, I don't know what's yeah. going on, man. Some spooky stuff going on. Yeah. We, we giving up too much game. I don't think women want us to talk <laughs> about this one right here, but we're going to have this conversation whether y'all want it or not. So again, like I said, um, when you're talking to somebody, like when you're approaching a group of women or when you are just kicking it with a bunch of chicks, it's like, and you like this one, but you can kind of feel her homegirl putting that energy on you. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't want to alienate her or like kind of hold her when if this one really don't like me, I still want to be able to spin back and holler at the one that do like me. But I want to try with the one I like first and make it happen. And that happened to me, bro, like. Back in the day, it was I was going up to Oakland University, and um, this was when dudes would just go up to people colleges like they attended it and spend the night and kick it and and fuck okay, on the wait. And fuck Time on the, out. On really, the what you would coins. do is it would be that one dude you went to high school with that's at that college. Yeah. So you sort of cool with him. Shout out to but, Stephen. But the minute that you get on Eastern's campus, it's like what up? You know Bro, what I'm saying? Because you really just trying to get. You trying to get to Eastern's dorms through your homie. Bro, as much time as I spent on Wayne State campus, <laughs> Eastern's campus, uh, Western Michigan, Michigan campus, State. Grand Valley, I should have a degree in some right now, dog. A degree I in spent some. that much time on these people's campuses <laughs> trying to have sex with the female constituency that was walking around there, bro. <laughs> the student body. Yeah, like I was out there on it, dog. I, I could I could low-key out in the fraternity. They'd be like, this thing don't even go here, bro. Like, why y'all, why is you letting him cross? <laughs> But I was up there and I was on one chick, but her homegirl put the press on me so tough mm-hmm. where it was like, I'm talking to her girl like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, what's going on with you? What you like to eat? I was like, yeah, I like, you know, hot Cheetos. Her girl like, I like hot Cheetos too. I'm like, damn, all right, cool. I didn't ask you, but all right, I'm glad you like Cheetos. I'm like, yeah, so when your birthday, her girl was like, yeah, I don't remember. I was like, yeah, my birthday in August. She's like, I'm in August too. I'm like, well, I got to, I guess we compatible. So I guess I can't do nothing but fuck with you now because you done made it sound like we yeah. perfect for each other. Yeah. So that's just a hard, how do you spin out of that? So you know, so you good at spinning out of that? Um, um, you it's were tough. What the what I started doing with that, because we be in the club setting, is hence the wingman. You always gotta pitch her off on like, yo, my man will be perfect for you. And then really, when you my style of approaching a group of women would be, I would never talk directly to the one that I really would want to, you know, holla at. I would talk around her, and then end up. At her mm. last. So that would be always like I'd talk to the group. I would look to try to notify like who who the lo- you know loudest voice in this group. I'd be like, all right, so how many of y'all buying me drinks tonight? I say some goofy shit like that. You know what I mean? Just icebreaker stuff. And then it's like, we ain't buying you shit. And it's like uh, exactly this is the one that's the, the loudest talker. And usually the coldest one is like more quiet, kind of to the side, because that's the one other dudes is covered in too. Yeah, yeah. And then it'd be like, all right, so that means you really buying me a bottle. Let me get a bottle of uh, you know, and then kind of joke off of her and then it's like okay so 
if she buy me a bottle of, of this and she buy me a bottle of this, not the one I really want. It's like, so you about to buy me some Cristal. Then... Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking. Now if another one start interrupting, like nah, I may buy you something if you buy me something, then it's like fuck, I can't, I can't shake out of it. I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that that usually would be something, and that's why like not lines don't work so much because I'm trying to, I'm trying to use whatever is happening at the moment to everything talk to is everybody. Happen- everything is happening in real time, mm-hmm. and you spending so many plates, and you got so many people, and you're trying to keep everybody engaged because if one person don't like what you got going on then everything fall apart so you might have had all you might have had four of them and then mm-hmm. that one be like I ain't really feeling cuz so now you, every all the work you put in and all the drinks you just spent was for nothing you done yep. spent $90 in drinks yeah. and now you ain't get a phone number you ain't uh, got a, a, a social media a, none it. of that so you ain't got no connections yeah. at all so you just straight up lost you got just a, wasted an hour got a, got a classic story about that that's damn near like a, a scary Halloween story what so uh, <laughs> this ain't our first simple Simplified. <laughs> yeah, this is the first Simplified. I think I was going to tell this story anyway. So Simplified, I don't know if you want to break let's, it down. Let's introduce this right now, man. We're going to add a uh, we're gonna add a segment to this show, man, Um, because, you know, um, we want to put some things in here, man, for y'all to hold on to called Simplified, where basically we tell stories about how we were simps <laughs> in our lives. And um, yes. <laughs> basically that's it. It's just that simple, man. Simplified. And we break down the story. And, you know, you let us know if you think it's simping or not. But we always going to feel like it's simping. So welcome to the first edition of our uh our Halloween edition of Simplified. Oh yeah, this one with Kari, aka LL Cool Kari. You know what I'm saying? Lot lizards. That LL lot is lizards. for lot lizards. Shout out to the people that drive trucks that know what a lot lizard is. All right, so definitely not that. But uh, so what happens? Club Envy. This is like after they make the Times Square Throwback. change. So uh, Club Envy, if people don't know, is not, then it was like it the was Pizza DJ House. Envy's club before then he went to was, the Breakfast Club. Uh, some other shit. Like you know, you got to joke about how clubs change names in Detroit all the time. So so I'm going. The club envy because my homeboy Darnell and like this was like classic. My homeboy Darnell is doing the party there. It's piped up and you know as most promoters they get different people with different lists. My homeboy was supposed to meet up with me, Dewan. Dewan for some reason couldn't meet up with me. Mm-hmm. I see the one I want and it's like damn they with a whole crew and they got a whole booth over in the side of envy. So I'm like how am I gonna work this shit? And um, this is around like snap music time and shit. And word to Fabo. <laughs> exactly, Fabo. So basically, uh, I see I see them doing like the Laffy Taffy and all that shit, right? So uh, so as they doing the Laffy Taffy, it's like, okay, I'm not about to Laffy Taffy in my mind at first. I'm not about to Laffy Taffy with no strange women. Like, what type of sucking shit is that? That's what I'm thinking, right? In the beginning. And then I walk over and I'm like, all right, this is back when, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining up on the game. I'm like, 1,800 shots. Yeah. So I'm like, let me, I'm going to walk over to him. I'm going to be like, all right, whichever one of y'all dance the best, I'm going to do, we're going to go shot for shot. I'm going to give y'all, we're going to have a contest, a dance contest. That was my thought process. Right here in Club Envy, we're doing a dance contest for shots. Okay. Right? The loud one is like, we're going to drink you under the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm a grown-ass man. You ain't drinking me under nothing. Right? And as I'm saying this, I'm like maneuvering my way around because this is where spacing matters too. Yeah. To the one that I really want to get closest to. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to judge their Laffy Taffies as like I'm maneuvering closer to the one I want to get closer to and shit. Right? So all of this shit is like happening real time. Kari, a.k.a. Mr. Chico Stick. <laughs> I want to dun 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 because you so thick, girl. This boy is Mr. Chico Stick. Go ahead. So, so as I'm maneuvering around as they dancing and they playing different shit, 
the one that's the loudest, I kind of be like, all right, you straight, because I'm like, I got to give her play. Gotcha. So give her a double shot just because she the loudest, most boisterous. I figure if she the loudest, she probably got the most influence over the whole goddamn crew. Yes, that's my thought process. That's very smart. Get her a double shot. Bam. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as we know, double shot, then $25. It's like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So then it's like, get everybody else regular shots. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's $12. Fuck. And then it's like, all right, but you got to do yours. You want to get a double. She was like, you get a double. More money. Gone. Out the way. And I'm still getting closer. And they're like, now nah, you're going to have to dance. And I'm like, I ain't fucking dancing. Fine one was like, you're going to have to dance. Damn. I'm sitting up here to white tea like. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> we got to get a, we, we gotta get a sound effect for that simping. <laughs> this boy Kari was out there leaning with it and rocking with it. This backpack rapping, wooden jewelry wearing Boy, you all them hotels was like, look at this dude. <laughs> it was it was wild. I'm in the booth, right? So we in there for like a whole little DJ set, maybe like 45 minutes. And then comes the dudes that they really came to the club for. Damn, you done got them all liquored up and limber and these dogs, and they don't lean, they don't lean with it, rock with it, none of that. They like, bro, thank you, appreciate that. Come on over here, baby girl. They came in like straight G's because they was like, yo, what's up? Especially the one that I was on. So I was thinking to myself, okay, loud one with cuz. The other two I ain't checking for, obviously, probably with them dudes. I don't see nobody for her, so I may still be good here because maybe we can stay in this booth uh-huh. that they already done paid for, and I'm good. And then really, shit, I done paid for it as many fucking drinks that I bought. Yeah, yeah. Her dude was the main motherfucker. Yeah, the one. I was like, damn. So I felt embarrassed that I'm out here dancing. My nigga lean with it and rock with it. I, my homeboy that was doing the party saw me while I was leaning and rocking with it. He don't even talk to you to this day. He so after that shit, and he was like, "Yo, man, what happened to you and uh, old girl?" I was like, "Man, yeah, I think I'm about to call it a night." So I go home, liquored the fuck up, <laughs> basically buying a whole crew some drinks. Damn, with nothing. My baby Kari went in there and was leaning with it and rocking with it, man, and, and, and lost and all off memory from looking at these videos and you know I ain't no damn Dim Franchise and, Boys and fans I was just say, but bro. I was doing that shit as hard as I could off the strength of like okay throw it up <laughs> and then catch the snap with the other hand and shit it's so funny that you think like man as simple as that is look bro I should be able to pull this off they just throw it up and then you, and then you just catch that boy like and you just it's just that moment like you throw that boy up <laughs> My boy Kari threw it up. He threw the he threw the praises up and the blessings came down. Oh, and bro. dog walked in there and they was like, Hey, come over here, baby girl. I don't know why you over there, cuz he over there auditioning. <laughs> he over there auditioning to be a franchise boy. Come over here with a real nigga. Dog. And that and, and 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 that's so funny. In the mind of a simp, he was sitting here steady and his heart was like, All right, she with him. She <laughs> with him. He like her. They ain't really, they don't really like the one I like. The finest one out of all of them. Don't nobody got nobody for. Man, if you don't get out of here cuz they was like man if dog don't get his old uh <laughs> if he don't get out of here with his white tea on dog and move out the way so we can go ahead and get at these little you know what I'm saying these little garlic butter babies dog it was the worst that's so crazy the stuff dudes a do dog just to keep women just to keep women entertained and just to be like, I just want to be good enough so that way you give me your number so that I can talk to you after this so I can get what I want from you and then kind of flip on you and never talk to you again. Like, if you'd have hit one of that, if you'd have hit old girl, you would have never leaned with it and rock with it ever again. She's like, come on and do the lean with it and rock with it. Like, bitch, I done hit you. Nah, what I'm dancing for? 
I'm about to disappear. <laughs> I'm just happy I That's ain't. So hit, crazy. Uh, I'm just happy I ain't hit the stanky leg or none of that other shit. But if it, if it that shit would have kept going, uh-huh. ain't no telling what fucking dance moves I'd have been trying. Bro, that's so crazy, man. And that's just episode, uh, and that's the uh, our uh, Hall- Halloween edition of Simplified, man. So if you got any stories of you being a simp out there, man, don't be ashamed <laughs> to tell somebody, man, because it's your testimony and you deserve to tell it so that the younger niggas know that, hey, man, it's okay to be a simp sometimes. It's okay to go ahead and let your guard down and do, do, do dumb things to attract women's attention because in reality, it's somebody else. And the funny thing about that, dog, <sighs> You was doing, you was leaning with it and rocking with it for old girl. And this nigga was like, I wouldn't dare do that. But guarantee you, <laughs> it's some girl in he somewhere was, he yeah. was leaning with it and rocking with it and doing a stanky leg for somebody yeah. else. That's how the game go, man. Somebody yeah. always looking. Somebody, the next nigga, the next nigga's gangster is the next bitch a simp. That's mm-hmm. how it go down. Like, like you ever been at like a new uh, like family gathering and then Wobble come on and like your cousin, new boyfriend <laughs> out there wobbling with the family. Like, look at this motherfucker. Looking like a doofus. <laughs> he was like, this is the third nigga she done Get brought to the barbecue. Yeah, this is the third yeah, nigga she done. Yeah. You think you the only nigga that came here and helped us put these chairs up in this garage? <laughs> this is the third nigga we done seen this summer, my guy. So, appreciate the help. Yeah, go ahead and pour that cooler out right there. Dude. Pour that ice out right there in the grass. Pour that ice out right there in the grass. No, I don't need your phone number, nigga. You ain't going to be here next Wobble week. with it, wobble yeah. with it, wobble with it. Get in there, nigga, like I said. Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> it's. I think it. It's worse when the dude like be pressing, like you say, like really trying to connect. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I hear everything you do, and you know I do stuff too. It's like, yo, man, I don't have no relationship with you bro. until you get married and yeah. have a kid. And bro, I don't even want to. I don't even be around you then, dog. But uh, to uh, <laughs> bring it back around to what we was discussing, basically, man, for the people who just tapped in, um, house party going down November the 26th, Black Friday. So after you buy that flat screen, or you go get another microwave uh, because you uh, with a Bluetooth capabilities because it's $29.99 um, y'all can come kick it with us at the uh, house party the live podcast uh, the house party holiday edition where we're going to be podcasting live talking crazy game night drinks everywhere food everywhere games good people good energy so you know if you you know get your tickets we're going to put them up now man it's going to be limited tickets sounded like Jay-Z on the uh, what's that the give it to me song <laughs> what you mean you know food everywhere got drinks everywhere yeah man we, we like we like you, people to have a good Chloe time glasses yeah <laughs> yeah, man, we like to have a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? Get your friends. I'm gonna get my friends, and we can do this every uh every quarter. You know what I'm saying? Every three mm-hmm. months. So it's going down. I want to just keep reiterating that. Be looking out for it, man. We're gonna have big fun. We're gonna limit it to seating, so that way we can have a good time and everybody can be cool and not have everybody up on them. But it's gonna be fun. But um, just to spin, I want to tell a story about uh the one time I got hooked up with this one chick, and um basically we were just talking about when you end up with the friend you don't really want to be with. Mm-hmm. So basically uh. I was um I had did a I had did a how can I tell this story without really making sure that the innocent is um to protect the innocent. All right, so anyway, I was kicking with this chick. I met her, knew her for a while, and I always wanted to get on her. And you was it was one of the things where I was like, man, I think she out my league, but I really gonna shoot my shot because at the end of the day, what else can I do? She either ain't gonna say yes or say no. So, well, let me stop you right there. Okay, too. go ahead. Because it's so funny, like when you younger, you think that whole out league, in league. A whole lot more. The older you get, the more you be like, mm-hmm. we all on the same level. We be thinking that. Like, you'll look at somebody like, I be seeing the way Megan Thee Stallion be laughing. I'll be like, she ugly when she laugh. She fine, <laughs> but she got an ugly laugh because she got some big gums. But 
that'd be like, she's just a normal person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she could have easily been that same girl that had you leaning and rocking in the club. And you like, <laughs> but then you see her laugh like, well, I'm dancing for you. Like, but that'd be the thing. That'd yeah, be the yeah, thing yeah. when it come down to that. But I thought this girl might have been like, you know, I'm like, man, I don't know if I got a shot for her because she was cold blood. So... They come to a show we do at Baker's. Shout out to Kool-Aid. And I'm performing. And um, I'm like, forget it. She going to come. I'm going to cut into her. I'm going to say something to her. She actually hit me up about coming out. She like, I'm bringing my homegirl. I'm like, bet. So I come on the stage. She come over to me. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to let her know what's happening. I'm like, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. And I rip. It was one of them nights where you like, ain't she got to at least give me some kind of place. She seen me levitate tonight. <laughs> so she came over there and was like, hey, Josh, good job, whatever. I was like, yeah. So uh, she's like, well, you know, I brought my homegirl with me. And uh, she just was on your head. Like, she just just want to holler at you so you know she's a good girl you you know what I'm saying you would like her she's pretty and blase splee and I'm like oh god damn so I ain't see her home girl so I'm hoping her home girl colder than her you know what I'm saying I'm like well mm-hmm. if her home girl colder her I ain't tripping she bring her girl over there <laughs> her girl was cool you know what I'm saying? No, she mm-hmm. wasn't. She was okay, but nothing right home at. I still wanted her home girl. I still wanted the girl I originally wanted to get at. Yeah, yeah. So then, now I gotta walk them to the car and then get this girl mm-hmm. my number and do the whole, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know the rigmarole. Like, all right, hit me when you get home, and then old girl, I kind of give old girl a real hug, and then the girl that I wanted to get mm-hmm. on the side. All right, appreciate it. Friends on hug. She get in the car. Yeah. I go in the back in the Baker's. Ron Taylor with me. He's sitting in at the bar, and I was like, just thinking. I was like, bro, I hate that. I can't never get the one I want, bro. Like, I wanted her. Now, all of a sudden, I got to holler at her girl. So, me, I think this is against the code. I don't know why I thought this was cool to do. I get on my phone. I hit her on Facebook, the girl that I really wanted. was like, look, I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. You know what I'm saying? I really want to holler at you, but, you know, I hope I ain't being disrespectful. I'm just telling you. But, you know, your girl seemed cool. I'm going to kick it with her. I guess I was like, I'm still going to fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever's going on, I'm going to still try to put this uh, Binya Binya Pollywog all up in her Gullah Gullah Island. um, Gullah Gullah Island. And she was like, that's crazy because I came and I wanted to holler at you, but she was so on your team that I didn't want to look crazy. So I'm like, bet, you like me, I like you. Tell your girl to kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with some Timberlands on. And she was like, I can't do that. Like, you know how girls is. Girls got this weird um, mm-hmm. rules of engagement where it's like, it's going to look like I'm hating on her and blah, blah, blah. You got to break it off. And I'm like, well, now you want her to hate me? But she was like, it ain't your friend. And I was like, all right, bet. So I did what I normally do. I, you know, I let her know like, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You cool and everything, but I ain't gonna lie, I was liking your girl for a minute. So, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that. So then that what it was, and then me and her went on to have great sex for a little, little bit of a minute. So it worked out the way it was supposed to. So, hey, man, if there's something out there you really want in life, y'all, y'all go for it, all right? <laughs> Fuck her husband. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're not necessarily uh, supporting adultery per se with the Josh. Adams we are podcast. November the twenty sixth uh, at the so, house party. Uh, so with that being said, what I would say is, um, you know, uh, I, I don't blame. I mean, you can't. You was one hundred. I mean, being one hundred is definitely better than you know backing down. And at least you did it early than later because be after hurt. it's later, I, you know. Thinking about that, would you be hurt? Like if you found out it was a girl who you was kicking it with really wanted one of your homeboys. I think now that I sit back and if my shoes was in that, like if I had if my if I had to put my feet in them shoes, how could you be around? And me and old girl never was around her friend after that, but I couldn't imagine being like around somebody and being like. She like, well, I kind of wanted your homeboy. I would really, I think that would do something to me, bro. So, so for the podcast listeners, this is where we really get into my ego because this happened a couple times to me. So, I think it's not the fact that they want to hook up with my homie as much as it's like 
you know, this that ego possession shit that I'm still getting out and I think I'm better at it. It's what's the terms and conditions that my homie going to treat her? Mm-hmm. So like so like if you are with like I guess at one point in time it's like, you know, in man code if me and you with the same woman and I'm you know, I'm on second base, I'm second up. I got to do I got to do less than you ever did. So meaning like I got to call her less, I got to text her less, I got to you know what I'm saying? I got to put less effort in. It starts getting murky and muddy because dudes all be talking like they iceberg slim. Yeah. And they really be putting in a lot of effort, time, and energy with women. And that's where it used to mess with my ego because it'd be like, damn, he don't do shit. He don't take women on dates. He don't give them no money. He don't call them more than once a week. So that make you feel like... It make it seem like, damn, I put in all this energy and I was like basically putting her on a pedestal. But my homie, just she could get smutted out by cuz and it don't even fucking matter. Now that I'm older, I recognize that that could happen and it wouldn't bother me as much I think Mm -hmm. but in reality most of that shit dudes be talking G shit but a lot of that shit is lies it's like everybody it's like everybody got all the money they never lost a fight um uh hey man I don't really be chasing girls like that I'm I'm more focused on my money and and love ain't nothing important or Mm -hmm. forget even love just like you know treating a woman like like dudes will make you think like you're not supposed to treat a girl decent yeah you know what I'm saying and that's why like and I was talking to my mans about it like honestly a lot of times guys don't you know what I'm saying but women don't actually like to be treated like that like you know what I'm saying they kind of put up with it because they see something in a guy and they want more from him so they put up with it thinking that it eventually gonna change but he ain't capable of treating you the way you need to be treated so um and that that right there used to bother me most it's like if you like I'm trying to take her to Benihana's or whatever, and you taking her to Coney Island, it make me feel like, damn, I'm a sucker right here. You know what I'm saying? But you doing the right you know. thing. It's just like, maybe that's the thing on her end. Like, maybe she don't value herself because it's like, you know you can have more than this. Which which still don't help my ego because now it seems like I'm I'm picking, I'm like overselling. Nice guys finish last. It's almost like it it, 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 uh, mm-hmm. it spins that, mer- that narrative around. But that's yeah. more like ego, and then that's yeah, more like insecurities ego. looking at exactly. yourself. Being exactly. like, well, I, you know what I'm saying I'm going to treat you right because that's just what I do and that's if I kick it with you on that level it's no other way that I want to want you to be treated like yeah. so you know and the funny thing thinking back on that dog is like I know a lot of guys who play that G role like man I don't do this and do that but if you could look at these dudes text messages or if you could dog, hit them on the phone they laying in the bed on their stomach I, with their feet kicked up twilling yeah. together like this talking on the phone dude I, I, it took a while, and this is the thing that I had to learn it from. It took actually my homegirls to show me that these dudes is lying like a motherfucker. Where, like, I don't know if you ever been in this situation where you cool with the woman and you cool with the dude. Then they break up for some reason, and then the girl be like, and this dude don't act like a straight G. I ain't never did nothing for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, you know, all I do is go over there and get my dick sucked when I feel like it. Yeah. You be thinking like, damn, this dude is like the man, yeah. right? And then... They break up. The girl show you the text messages and it'd be like, I miss you. I love you. I can't wait to see you. Um, You know, when can I uh, help pay for this, pay for that? I can't wait to, you know what I'm saying? Take your son to the football game. You'd be like, is this the same motherfucker? You look at, I got to look at the phone number to be like, damn, that is my homie. Yeah, this nigga, these niggas really ain't out here living the way they living. So nobody is. That's why I take everything Mm -hmm. people say and even some of the stuff they do 
around me with a grain of salt because it's like, bro, integrity, like they say, thing you don't really know how somebody get down until you don't know they they know you watching, and then you'll know how somebody really get down. So you know, I try to be very transparent. It's who I am is who I am. But people really have a like people really been playing roles before Instagram when people would put up things and they the perception they want to play. People was doing that in real life with the way they walk around, the yeah. way they talk, the way they yeah. move. They the biggest gangsters in the world. When you know women fall at their feet to be with them, but it's like, man, I guarantee you your favorite rapper, man. Is uh, laying on his back Getting his ass ate out You know what I'm Hilarious. saying Because that's what they own Hilarious. And if that's what you like Cool but don't act like Another nigga lame Because he want to do it Because you want to play a role And see And nothing's wrong With the lame shit I mean I had to grow up To know that Like you're right It's it's the experience So it's wrong I'm going to feel bad If I do something for her That really is something That I don't want to do No matter what So like if And we, if she don't deserve it Well uh, Being in like Okay Early on I mean it, It's like I'm going to be more willing to do it as I know more about her because now I know about her and it's it's worth the experience. But like if a if a if a woman, for instance, like if a woman I just met said, hey, it's getting close, you know, and then she cold and she's like, yeah, that's great. Um, We can drive. You can be my ride up to Frankenmuth. I want to pick out Christmas ornaments. I'm going to be like, I ain't about to buy no Christmas ornaments with no stranger woman. I know because that ain't no shit that I'm rocking with. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, if a woman that I've already that's not nothing, I'm more willing to do doing try shit that really ain't me for a woman I know more about but that's where like I say I had to learn that like early on it should be real basic it should be things that I enjoy if I'm taking the lead and if it's something she's taking the lead on it's something that she enjoys but I'm willing to do as well you know and that's where it, it's, it don't feel as much as uh, like I guess in legal terms usury or being used as much at, or it don't hurt as bad if it is what it is because I went to a restaurant I wanted to go to. I drank some shit I wanted to drink. Like I went you came with me to I an event yeah. that I, I was gonna want to see Josh live anyway. Yeah, I didn't go out my way. Like at the end of the day, like I did all mm-hmm. the things I wanted to do. I just brought you with me. So whether yeah. you was here or not, I would have had a good time. Exactly. And now that we thinking about like just dudes being lame and doing things and p- playing roles that they shouldn't be playing, um, you know, uh, it's nothing wrong with being a simp, but it is something wrong with a. Uh, just being a lame nigga in this world and hating on the last guy to try to become the current dude. And I just don't, I've never been, I've never been the guy who, if a woman told me something about herself or what the last dude did, that I would use that to get me in. Like, oh, I can't believe he, uh, he, uh, he wouldn't cook for you or, or he wouldn't do this or do that. Uh, if I was your guy, I would have did this. It's like, nah, man, just I put think. on the floor what you doing. Don't worry about what the last guy did who was employed here because at the end of the day, if that dude wanted to slide back in there, he could. I think you're lame <laughs> and you should keep other men name out your mouth because that's just some cornball stuff i hear you i think oh cari finna cari finna uh justify it what I'm, I'm not about to justify it but i can't say that i try to spin out of those discussions too but oftentimes it's like what you always say women can paint a guy out to be a villain so you sometimes try to like down talk it like yeah i got out of a real toxic relationship and shit was fucked up and then you'd be like well you know what i'm saying i guess the good thing is you got your kid and uh hopefully they can you know you your 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 kid and the father can't have a relationship and you know move forward and that's that's the best thing and then they'd be like no nah, but let me tell you this and this happened and that happened like sometimes the woman will push the envelope to I felt like sometimes women have pushed the envelope to almost make me want to throw the dude under the bus where it's like damn that shit is fucked up you know and I try to just leave it at that but hopefully you work through it because some of the stories I've heard are like 
I mean, at this point, if he was that bad, I mean, you was with you. You know what I'm saying? You was with uh, Skeletor or some shit. Yeah. Like it, it got to be your goddamn part at some at, at one of these points. Yeah. Nikki just said that's a lame man talking about another man. Like, and I mean, I'm gonna just be a thousand with you. That's in my opinion. I mean, that's 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 things that women do. Like men kind of got to move in a different direction. Cause I mean, like. Women, if a woman see anything feminine in you, you kind of look flawed. At the end of the day, it's almost like, bro, something about you ain't right, and I wouldn't want to kick it with you no way. But you gotta admit, sometimes women do push that envelope about painting that other dude to be a villain, and you don't even want to be hearing that shit. But yeah, like you said, he couldn't have been that bad. But even if he was, I'll deal with that later on if we get more serious. I'm not gonna use this. I'm not gonna use what he did wrong as the foundation for me to get on and build what we got next. Because it's agree. like, how you gonna build your foundation off the grave of another man? That's like you look like you like you don't build the crib in a graveyard not I think I think it was like a Duval joke or something sometimes a woman say this shit he did and you be thinking like damn I be doing that same shit right, nigga, I, did that, I did the last I did that to my bitch like the last one I had so you know hey, you be thinking, I, gotta, I gotta hit you with it another way then <laughs> I threw, you done seen this pitch before I gotta throw it differently I be, I be thinking like damn I guess he just ain't get out the blocks right like what <laughs> like damn that's wrong exactly so and that's the funny part about it dog <laughs> They be like, I can't believe he ain't. <laughs> you be like, you and supposed to do that? Fago Red said this before, which is very funny. And it was like, uh, and I mean, to me, certain stuff just be like, damn, that's kind of deep. At the end of the day, when you kicking it with a with some with a woman, you legitimately only want to. Um, this is Joy, Kari. Um, your browser's lost connection to your mic. Make sure you have the right mic. Okay, so I don't know what's going on with, with that pop-up, but we back in effect. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. What yeah, up, Joy? Bad, what, what up, up? though, y'all? Yeah, yeah, we in and out. We trying to figure it out. The devil working. But um, uh, what I was finna say is, damn, I just lost my whole train of thought with that you shit. You were saying something about Fago Red said something about a joke. Yeah, appreciate it, Joy. Is we back good? Let me know. Put something up under there. Um, Fago Red said, when you dealing with a woman, you really just want to beat the last, you just want to beat the last score. You only, mm -hmm. like, you just want to have, you want to beat the last high score you know what I'm saying and then you you know as far as like going above and beyond you just want to be a little bit better than the last nigga like you know what I'm saying I, like it, okay he wouldn't take the trash out I'm gonna take the trash out and I'm gonna wash dishes so that's all you wanna do and I'm gonna wash it yeah we good She's, thank you thank you Joy but I also think like I always say next Wednesday Joy come through and mess with us and tell everybody about what's going on on the 26th Black Friday we doing it again house party edition it's going down live podcast drinks food titties. I don't know about all of that. We will not have any nudity happening that I know of at the uh, house party event. It won't We're be, trying man. to keep a no nudity policy. Yeah, we're going to keep going. it cool. We're going to have a good time, man. Like I said, man, I'm a better man. Now. I don't know why. I'm just trying to sell it. This is all entertainment. <laughs> but people take what I say and run with it. So we're going to have a good ass time. Titties will be there. They won't be out, though. So I wasn't lying. Okay. Yes, exactly. They will be clothed. Uh, but uh, I was going to say... I do think you 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 looking to outscore whoever the last person was. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to be the greatest piston ever. You just want to be better than Jeremy Grant if you K Cunningham. You there know you what go. I'm saying? Now, with that being said, I also think it's the woman's state of mind too, because sometimes, and you've even said this, like. It, depending upon where she's at and presence of mind and how she's feeling you, you can do the smallest thing, but the smallest thing can stretch for forever. A ride, you know what I'm saying? A ride with nowhere to go 
can be some dope shit with the right woman if she vibing with you right. Yes, and, and I mean, I'm speaking from the man's perspective to the woman, but I'm sure it's the same thing for us towards the women too because it's been women that do shit where it's like, damn, I can't believe she did all of that. And then it's a woman that just do a little bit, but it's like you feeling her, so it, it hit different. No, yeah, it definitely do hit different, man. But um, I only bring this up because it just happened recently to somebody that I dealt with in my past. Mm-hmm. And um, they made it, they they, they just kind of told me about the scenario and the dude brought me up by name. And um. <laughs> He know me and know of what I do and um, talked about a situation that he don't have no insight in. But he basically just used that as a way because you honestly just it ain't even game because game is corny. We grown now. Like, you know what I mean? Saying if you if you fuck with somebody and game run on them and game work on them, that ain't nobody worth dealing with. So basically, the dude had nothing else to lend to the conversation than more than just bringing me up as an icebreaker and um, just was like kind of threw me out there and it was just weird in the way it was explained to me and it was just ugh to me because it's like I didn't even care that he was saying it about me it just make you lame for one and just keep my name out your mouth for real you just, just didn't do that as a man but it just made me be like ugh it's just like you didn't have nothing else to say it was just like the conversation just made my skin crawl because it's like that's his life and he gotta live that every day he gotta be that man yeah. every day and it's just like yeah. ugh to me now, now I can say this too I've I've like I guess dated connected with women where I know like I ain't cool with they with they ex or whatever but I know of their ex and that is always something that I look to suppress because I'm not trying to bring up none of that past shit as much as possible. But sometimes that can even become a, a hard thing to to get around because a woman will be like, well, I'm used to this or I'm used to that. It, I'm trying to create a new experience. I'm not even trying to honor who that last dude is. You're trying to change the algorithm a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, I understand the past is important. And honestly, I'm only going to ask this the questions that's pertinent to what's going on moving forward. Like, you know, what your last dude did, what you liked, what you didn't like, I'm sure that stuff will come up. And I'm going to learn you just by looking at you and watching you and kicking it with you and spending time with you. Um, and um, it's so funny that uh, – and actually had her on the show before I can't um, um, she's an author I can't mm-hmm. remember what uh, she gave us an alias you know her author name and I can't think of it right now but basically somebody was on a podcast before it once said to me like when you get in a relationship with somebody don't ask them nothing about the last relationship because you automatically take whatever happened yeah. and you use it against it's them it's, it's almost like you had a right mind. to remain yeah. silent because it's like if you tell me you did something I'm like damn so you, you cheat or you know what I'm saying you don't cook or you know what, you what I'm saying cook. just little things like that don't matter but I'm just saying I know, like I know, I know. it's just one of them things you kind of use it against them so it's like you know in reality bro you are innocent till you proven guilty but if you open your mouth now all of a sudden you guilty or and, something. and and more so than the ex and I mean I guess this is a big question I got for you because it's like you got the fun stage where it's like laughing joking you talking shit and then you got real shit mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so like how do you feel it, like, how do you switch from all jokes, fun shit, and then you hit a corner where it's like, okay, we talking real shit. We talking, you know, shit you've been through, family, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, children, yeah. your life goals. What, do you plan on relocate? You know, do you plan on living in Detroit the rest of your life? Like, when those conversations take the real turn, like, sometimes I like living in the fun world. Yeah, yeah. As long as possible, but sometimes it's hard to stay there, especially maybe for me and my personality, because mm-hmm. people be like, you so serious. You so serious. And I think I may emote that yeah, yeah. you being a comedian, you may stay in the fun world a long ass time. I don't know. Like, what? No. how do you how do you, you you know what I'm saying? Like not hit any of those 
real conversations because I do think in the fun world, you can find out a whole lot about a person's like body language, how they respond to stuff, how mm-hmm. y'all feel around each other, you know. And that's funny that you even bring that up, but it might be because I like, bro, I'm not silly all the time. And like, mm-hmm. I don't try to be funny even when I'm on stage. Like, I just happen to end up being funny. So when I'm kicking it with somebody, I guess they might get that, but we end up having real serious conversations up top because it's like, I, I'm, I'm we're going to talk about stuff. Like, women like to talk. And I mean, in reality, I like to listen. So I sit back all day and listen and comment and ask. And like, that's why this, this podcast stuff worked for me, just talking to people because it's like, so why do you think like that? Why did that do that? Like, why is that your favorite color? Like, you know, why do you move and do you so, certain things like that? Because I, I, I'm trying to think what make you tick. So, like, I'm not jumping right out the gate and asking no deep stuff. But, like, we're going to laugh. We're going to have fun. But, bro, eventually, you know, I mean, everything ain't always, you know, fun. Sometimes you got to kick it about some real shit. I agree. But I do think that when you have those real shit conversations and you don't really know a whole lot about a person— that's also which I mean I guess this could be one way or the other that also can impact how you how you gonna engage like how you how you interact with them like 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 religion or something or or that stuff come up like if if that comes up too soon like imagine you kicking with a girl and you walk in the room and she is pointed towards Mecca and she's on the ground and she praying you like oh you Muslim Mm mm-hmm and it's like, all right, that's a conversation to be had. I ain't saying I'm finna run up out of here screaming, mm-hmm. but now I need to know, like, how do that work? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. No chitlins. Yeah, like, I pray <laughs> over your food. Like, do you not count that? Like, do that, did I not cover your meal or do you got to do something different? So it's like that conversation come up and whether it's, you know, whether I slide in and say it in a way it might be funny, we going to have that conversation and we going to see how it's going to work moving forward if it's even possible like okay like for instance because you know as we get older and we hear different things uh cynthia g kevin samuels all these relationship podcasts and stuff like that so like has a woman ever hit you off with like what's your credit score and how much money you make no i've never had nobody cutting to me like that because i probably wouldn't get as much pussy as i get now because um I'm working on my credit now. So hopefully that never come up. A lot of the women that kick it with me, man, they know I got one pair of pants and I got like two pairs of shoes and all my money goes toward comedy and before that, my kids. So it's like they see the process. And um, so I always shout y'all out. Anybody ever gave me some pussy in the past, I appreciate it because I seen a lot of pictures of myself. I can't dress. And... um, I look weird sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that y'all gave me that vagina and didn't didn't waver, that's why I had to make sure I gave you the best that I had in that way. You enjoyed it. But no, I never had nobody had that conversation with me. And I mean, that would be some shit. Like, like, like now. Like I have a plan, but it's not like this detailed out. In six months, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's like, hey, these things I'm doing is working towards this. And every time I move, I get confirmation that I'm moving in the right direction. And the money comes this. And this does that. And this goes here. So I've never had that conversation. Has a woman ever cut into you like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you respond? Times. And You know what I'm saying? Where was you at? Like most times. I'm an entrepreneur. My credit is fucked up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I'm my, my money is better. So depending upon where, where I'm at with things. So, you know, and it's like, I'll show you my score. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just like the whole, like, you know, let's get, let's go get tested for STDs. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your feeling? How many children do you want to have? Where do you want to live? Like, sometimes it's like these conversations, I'm, this podcast today is definitely crystallizing to the point where it's like, okay, I can give you a, a, I can give you more of an answer in theory. 
but it ain't going to be the real actual answer. Mm-hmm. And the theory means like right now, this moment, I'm going to tell you this is how I feel about that. But it could be changing. It could definitely change. And, and it's led up to this. So as of right now, right here, I never plan on leaving Detroit. It could change. You know, but, you know, I don't know if, you know, four dates in, we need to be making relocation decisions. Let's just find out, like, do I like you? You know, let's find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's find out if we even want to if we even want to go to the same hotel and go kick it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we want to go over to the red roof off the Quinter 696, (laughs) you might want to go to the Athenium. But that conversation has to be had, dog. Like you, like like you said, like real stuff gonna come up when it come up. I don't know nobody, especially at this age. I was just joking with T. Barber about this at this show. They got the scrapping that and ended. Um, shout out to T. Barb, tired hood rap. Um, <laughs> she was talking to me about uh, she was just making fun of me, and I was talking about how like she was like. I basically was talking to everybody. She was like, yeah. She's like, little, little 25-year-old Josh. Because I was like, yeah, that's my little speed right there. Hilarious. And I was talking shit to her like, yeah, I don't really know what to do with a woman after she turned 30. Like, I'm like, she get to talking and asking these different questions. I'm like, you don't just want to smoke hookah and listen to little baby? Like, like, what are you talking about? A house? Like, you don't, like, what's wrong with your apartment? You don't like your apartment? I, it, it is some more serious. That That's what's happened. It's like, it's weird. Like, women in my age range... And, and definitely like yeah like, hey joy uh the red roof my spot back in the day it was hilarious um yeah that red roof is crazy but but also Heard real shit the um i definitely think I definitely think you're going to have some more serious conversations. It's a way to usher in those conversations. But sometimes I think like with the whole concept of people having red flags and stuff, sometimes just just like a person. Like, do I like having a conversation with you like that? And I'm not saying that conversations supersede all this other real life shit. But some of that real life shit we can work out because if you check all the boxes Technically, meaning like you're in the trajectory, but I just our personalities don't mesh like that. I don't like being around you as much. I can't laugh. I can't I can't be comfortable around you or I don't feel you're comfortable around me. All that other shit don't matter. Bro, I joke about it a lot, dog. But I, I like I tell people, a lot of times the person that's going to be perfect for you is not going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? So, like, your soulmate might not be six foot two with white teeth. He might be 5'8", and his teeth had a yellowish tinge to it. Like, you know yellowish what I'm saying? Tinge. And then if his credit is messed up, it's messed up because maybe he's an entrepreneur. Or we, or we went out again. All right, we back. We lit. So, like, he may, uh, like, the person you kicking it with, credit might be messed up. If you love him enough, you're going to be there to help him through it, and he going to get to the other side to where his credit is going to be good. So, everybody, you, because you're not a finished product. That's the thing. Nobody you meet is a finished product when you get to him. So, for me to sit around and be like, all right, I don't want to be with this person because they ain't this, that, and the third, yeah. you really plan yourself out of meeting probably the greatest person yeah. in the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't think... It's uh, and I don't think it's like red flags, red flags as much as it's like really because we're all not 100 percent one thing or the other. But them don't be red flags. Do it. That just be people. I mean, OK, I guess if you mess with somebody they like because marriage is a business is a business agreement or, or whatever two two companies merging. And basically it's like you it's, it's a red flag to be like, yeah, my credit bad. I mean, I, I just assume my credit is bad because anytime I try to get a loan or a credit card, they be like, my nigga, if you don't go pay cash for whatever you're looking for, you get out of my face. 
Hold on. Um, Joyce said it's, it's important imp- to have. It's important to let's see. Joyce said it's important to have deep combos, especially when you have kids, because that's who gonna help and raise them with and lead. Credit goes up and down. That shouldn't be a main focus. Which I agree. The the deep conversations and important conversations they matter, especially like even with. You know, I do a lot of caretaking of my aunt. But with that being said, I think it's a point in time when you bring it up. And in some of my dating experiences, sometimes that shit gets brought up way too early where I feel like, God damn. like. So is that a turn off for you? Big time. It it definitely makes me because I'm a man and I'm still engaging her. It it definitely makes me think to myself like, oh, shit, she done went and jumped the gun to like how many children I'm looking to have. And like, damn, they're like a checklist. Like it's an interview. How many children are you looking to have? Are you looking to relocate? What's your credit? How much money you make? None of this stuff. What's your five year plan? You know what I'm saying? None of this is finite. All this stuff is fluid and it can change at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Uh, Journey Matthew, she said, got to watch out for a build to do for a build to do. What's what's a build to do? I think think what she's saying is a guy like. Like in okay, don't speak. <laughs> don't speak for the women, cause they're gonna be like, nah, that ain't what we saying. But no, what was you finna say? You think if you had to assume what a builder dude is what? I think it's like a guy that like women say like he a project. He ain't really that where he's supposed to be. You got to work with him and all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and I agree with what Joy said. We kind of was talking about the kids situation too. Like so much of even the kids situation with dating women with children. That already come to the table. With, uh, I look at. A woman with a child, like, that's her situation. You know what I'm saying? Just like my caretaking, my business, that's my situation. The us is how we build us together. If we don't have a good rapport together any damn way, all this theoretical, how am I going to reprimand your kid? How am I going to, you know, uh, respond? How am I going to lead and take care of all of that stuff? All of that shit, it don't matter. Now, Joy, you can probably tap in with this. I should just have you call in. This is the funny thing about it. Me and Kari was just talking about this. Um... How do you go about dating somebody that comes to you and that, you know, you got a kid and like, what is that? What is that? What is that uh, conversation like to be like, I need you to leave me. But then I got to deal with this child that has another person that is uh, a influence over their life. How can I lead you and lead this? How can I lead this family when it's like, all right, I got to deal with all this other stuff. He ain't. Hold on. Journey said he ain't got his shit together at all. And you got to build him up. To meet your standards from the ground up, <laughs> you gotta build him up. He don't have his shit together, but um, I mean, eventually he has to get his shit together. What if this is the process that he gotta go through? So, like, like that's the thing. Like, how much shit do we gotta have together? Like, what's not having shit together? Is this nigga a homeless yeah. nigga you met? Like, yeah. like where is he at as and far as being a man? Like, that's what I'm trying to which, say. Like, what's your standards of a man having his shit I, together? I know I'm driving down a different street, but like even talking to my homeboy Mike Will about marriage and like the whole quote unquote, can you take care of a woman? Because a woman asked me this, could you take care of me? And I was thinking about it like, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. And then I had to think about it. I had to ask Mike Will, like, what, what's taking care? He's like, look, this is how I run my house. And I was like, OK, that's a good playbook. I pay all the bills. Uh, he pays the he pays the mortgage. Mm-hmm. He pays all the bills. 
and any of the extra stuff for the kids or whatever, the wife take care of. And it's like, okay, I can do that. But this becomes what's unique about it. Take care of is all relative to how a woman considers what being taken care of means. Does that mean getting her nails done that are, you know, and is her nails done $200? Is it $40? Is her hair done $300? Is it $600? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Like care and being taken care of is on a spectrum of how people look at stuff. Is it spaghetti two days in a row because we made it yesterday? Or is it new meal every day from Whole Foods with uh, grain, fresh, uh, organic, like care of is relative. That's basically all I'm saying. Okay. Um, and Nikki is uh, doing what most women do and agreeing with another female. And Hilarious. she said that you're not building them up to meet your standards because when he gets where you need him to be, more than likely you guys might go in opposite direction. Y'all got to stop assuming that because we get on, <laughs> we're going to leave you for a better bitch. Like, <laughs> like y'all got to stop doing that, like putting that worst case scenario. Like, I don't want to build no nigga up so he can leave me for the next bitch. What, like, when you're in a relationship, if it don't work out, why is it always a failure that it didn't work out? What if y'all made y'all brought the best out of each other, but y'all realized y'all was growing in a different direction? So you did help the nigga get his credit together, and he got right for the next motherfucker. How you know the nigga that you just didn't meet didn't just meet this other chick, and that's how his credit got right? It's like sometimes, you know, you with somebody for a season, and you just getting them ready for the next motherfucker. It's like, you know, and I know that don't make you feel better about what you just said. <laughs> Transitional. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm like, that's just what it is. Like, it sounds like you be y'all be leery of doing shit like I don't want to build no nigga up so he can leave me it's like it's weird okay okay we got we got a couple definitions here this is interesting so <laughs> damn this uh, YouTube is getting dope okay so for me like Kari said the kids is my issue however the only thing I focus on is what type of example you'll be in front of my kids we'll respond to that and then also uh, I have no idea I think that I must have hit one of the uh, what you call it so the other thing is resonance Transfer okay. Journey said that building a man is you lost sound. All right, we coming back with sound and everything. This is this is really the haunted episode. So Journey said that building a man up, a man must have residence, transportation, income. Okay, this is abstract. Emotional maturity, yeah. the basics of true adulthood. Emotional, emotional, all of that stuff could be abstract because what if my transportation is a bus pass? Does that does that count? Uh, and what if my residence is my mama's basement? Is that considered a residence? Uh, most relationships are seasons. But let's have you respond to the whole example in front of my kids because I got a rebuttal for that too. Oh, and, that's that, that's 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 most definitely important. Like, I mean, I don't let a lot of women meet my kids because um, a, a lot of women that I deal with, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to like that. You know what I'm mean? saying? You have to be an example for my daughters because I feel like my daughter's gonna look at me and be like, "All right, I'm the, this the first man that they gonna fall in love with is me." So when they see me, they like, "All right, these is the type of women my dad are is attracted to. I in some way need to be a this kind of woman." So the example that I want them to see is, you know, the ones I bring around. You feel what I'm saying? So that's very important that the uh, the person you come around is the example. Uh, is the example that you want to set for the kid. Now, what you was going to say, Kari? Because you, you hate kids. Hilarious. I, I love little homies. Um, I think, depending upon what's going on in the situation, because like I said... As a stepfather or the the man that you date, my relationship is with you. The, the relationship with the child is still kind of through you. So, like, for instance, if, if I think your daughter took $20 out of my wallet, you know what I'm saying, that I put on the counter, I'm going to my lady. 
I'm not about to reprimand the daughter. But in reality, as a man, I should step to the daughter. You know? Yeah, you're right. But because I'm dating you, I'm going to do that through you. And that's out of respect because it's still another, the father, whether he's present or not present or whatever, it's still a father that does exist in that situation. And that's not my kid. I can only parent oh so far if it's not my kid. And it's in the beginning though. See, but that's the thing about Kari. Like that's initially, like that's in the beginning and you kicking it with somebody and you dealing with their kid. That's the, that's the approach you're going to take because we, like we used the example the other day, um, you know, babysitting. Yeah, babysitting. If you with somebody, it's only so much you like, all right, you finna go out of town. Well, the kid probably got to go stay with their aunt grandma until you get back. But now y'all together two, three years. It's like, come on, dog. Uh, what if the circumstance happen where you can't, no, grandma can't watch him, auntie can't watch him. You got to be able to, hey, this is my kid at a certain point. Like, I'm caring for this kid and it's got to respect me as such. So it gets to that, that, that space where... You know, you just got to adjust what's going on and understand that you are an important factor in this kid's life. And that's just where the respect come in. That everyone wants return on investment and with the, with the wood, your own transportation, your own income, your own residence, et cetera. Okay. Wait, watch, Kari. We together. You can't be smoking, cursing, selling drugs in front of them. <laughs> you in the house, Kari. It's not a kid thing. You do have some say. So, yeah, I mean, but it's just about like, nigga, I don't want to run up on your daughter and be like, hey, did you go in there and take $20 from me? And then you go holler at the dad. It's like, I'm going to go to the mama. You know, in the beginning, like, hey, look, I had money in my pocket and it's kind of gone now. And our old girl in there eating. <laughs> she her and her homegirls in there eating. They eating a, a fat ass pizza. Bag. And they drinking pop and they don't work. So I want to know where they got all this from. So you should say something before I do. It'd be better that way. Because it's going to be taken in a weird way, man. <laughs> hey, man, November the 26th, Black Friday, we're doing a house party at an undisclosed location. It's going to be here. We just don't want everybody to know where we at. And we're doing limited seating. We're going to have drinks. We're going to be doing games. And uh, we're going to have food for y'all. And we're going to kick it, man. So, you know, go get your flat screen. Go get your microwave. Uh, whatever y'all buy on Black Friday. Whatever y'all do to uh, keep these white people economy afloat. Then come give us some money <laughs> to help stimulate the black dollar and put it back into this black platform and come mm -hmm. kick it. Have a good time, man. And we're going to have a gang of shit for y'all to come kick it. You see we stepping it up here. We got to, we're going to be streaming live. We're going to have microphones in the crowd so everybody can kick it in and be interactive. And if you don't, you know what I'm saying? If you got a step kid, bring them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no. Come get this, some of this game. This is an adults only uh, event because we will not have people watching who's drinking and who's not drinking. Drinks on us. Food on us. If you if if, if you don't want if you want to know what the last one is like, it was monumental. It was it was life changing. It's changed me as a man forever. That podcast was amazing. It, it, it was better than I could have imagined. A lot of bullshit happened. But, I mean, from a production standpoint, from output, from what we wanted to do, it was better than I ever could imagine. And we're going to do it all over again, and we're going to keep building on that. So, you know, imagine if you sitting here and we kicking it about this topic, and then you got somebody like, shit. It's just a bunch of perspectives that going to be in the building. We're going to mm -hmm. kick it. Adults only with y'all. Almost definitely, because it's after dark. You know what I'm saying? And it's haunted in this bitch. So it's really going to be lit. <laughs> It's haunted. <laughs> All right, so now I'm about to. Uh, we about to address the whole. Uh, he has to be built up. So she said, own transportation, own income, own residence. That's built up. That is the definition. So he got to have all of those. Yes. He can't like well, okay, because that's my that's my thing, dog. 
I'm 37 years old. I'm sure I should be in a different space than I'm in, but I'm on a different path. Like, as as where I'm at now compared to somebody my age who probably went to college and did this, that, and the third, you would look at him and compare us and be like, okay, well, he better off than him. But I am doing a thing that is, like, fulfilling to my soul. I'm actually making a move. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually, I, I'm headed in a path where, put it like this. I'm working on something that when I do what I do and I get to where I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be way more fulfilled. Not to say the dog ain't, but it can go from me being in here with one pair of pants on, same pair of pants, to me having uh, two, three cribs by Coastal and millions of dollars or whatever the case may be. So it's almost one of them things where like, how you going to judge a man based off where you think he should be or where he going? You know what I'm saying? So that's just what I look at when I hear that like I mean do I have a car yeah do I have a place to stay yeah do I have my own income yeah but it's like what's your number of income like what are you saying like how much do I need to make what is how big does my crib need to be what kind of car do I need to drive like what if a nigga pull up in a 98 tem- uh, tempo Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if he don't own a Bitcoin? What if he got a bridge card? You know what I'm saying? What if he got a What if he got a place, but he You know what I'm saying? What if he got a roommate? Like mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 are, what are I, you talking about? And see, and that's where like we get into like taking care of everything's variable, and then context matters on everything as much as the content does matter. But the content is like the what. Like the transportation, the context of why does matter. And if you see this person like put together a plan and execute that plan and and it's some context to it, it's different. So like as a man, I don't think I have any immediate like red flags or they own or whatever. It's been women I know that have left divorces, um, women that have um, left like, you know, common law type like marriages and are with family again uh, because of the childcare situation. So I look at that woman differently than I look at a single woman that's at home with her people. But if she's at home with her people, but it makes sense because she's stacking, that could be different. She could be helping out like so much of it just depends on like how she makes decisions. And the only way to really observe that, I think, comes from some of those deep conversations. But really, it comes from just watching a person and what they talk about and what moves they make, you know, and how they make moves. So this kind of goes back to when I got my ass kicked on the Heather show about women and how they make decisions, uh, spending habits and spending time and money and effort, like how she spends her time, her money and her effort. And does it mesh together with what I look at? Because I got to see some logic, some understanding in it. And I got to feel as though, you know, what she's doing is in a in a path that makes sense because it's definitely been times where you know on paper I look at the situations women is going through where it's like that shit don't make no fucking sense but I'm still rocking with them mm-hmm. and then it's been times where everything they doing makes sense on paper but because of who it is it didn't make no damn sense yeah Johnny said that's true situations can vary um, you ain't gotta be rich she said you just have to have your own shit alright cool sounds dope I'll be there yeah definitely November the 26th um, and um, I guess we are gonna close it out because this this place is haunted and I'm hungry hilarious and today is what Sunday so yep. I gotta go to work tomorrow mm-hmm. um, I just wanna uh, close out by saying um, don't go hold on would you feel obligated to help her get, get her own place card trick daddy dollars hilarious yeah, would I, I feel that. obligated to have her to help her get her own place See, even that is some context type shit. Um, and this kind of goes right back into the Heather and Mel discussion. I'm going to assist 
when she asks for help, but I'm not necessarily volunteering and putting myself in the mix of a lot of shit, too. So because what I consider her own place may not necessarily be what she considers her own place. Here go another story. One of my uh, one of my homegirls and we real tight was going through some shit where she, you know, she thought she lined up this other job and she quit her current job. And she didn't end up landing that shit. Mm. So she ain't have a job for a minute. And this some game I picked up from from Maceo. I was like, all right, I tossed her some dollars because I knew she, you know, she like, you know, I knew she needed the bread. But then I was like, all right, let's go to the grocery store. And she was like, let's go to Whole Foods. Now, in my mind, if a person's taking you on a grocery trip and I told her, I was like, look, I got like about $80 on top of like, I think I threw her like a buck fifty. So like two thirty all together. Like 80, wherever you want to go. She wanted to go to Whole Foods. You if I had $80 and I ain't Mark. have nothing, I'm going to like, yeah, I'm going to like damn near what? Costco. Somewhere, somewhere. I'm, yeah. Not even Costco. Uh, What's the spot? Aldi's. Aldi's, some yeah, shit. yeah, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Aldi's. But the way she moves, so when you say help her with, help her get her own place, it depends on what she defines as her own place. She may want a condo across the street from Little Caesars Arena. It's going to be hard for me to help you get that shit. I'm going to help how I can help. You're going to say, I want this. Hence, a woman will have to ask and I can tell her where I can meet her at, where it's comfortable for me, and it makes sense. And that's wherever. If you want to move to the hood because you just need a place and it's like, I'm going to be in the studio apartment probably a couple months while I stack. Or that woman is like, yo, I, I figured out a plug and my homeboy over here and he the property manager and he like, I can live in this condo for a while I just need to come up with this money it's like whatever I'm not gonna get myself involved in that situation because usually the more I involve myself and try to help in situations with women and dating and even homeboys that are friends when they don't explicitly ask me to help it just gets more confusing and mm -hmm. I end up I end up bitter or angry because now I'm involved because I'm offering solutions that this person really don't want. So I figured it's healthier for me to just only help when asked to help and help how I can help best. So, I mean, Kari going to trick with you, but you got to make sure you keep it under the cap that he said for you. <laughs> That's pretty much what he's saying. Like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta listen. You gotta read between the lines. He like, read you know what I'm saying? Read between the lines. I gave you two hundred thirty dollars. If you don't go to Glory and go get you some canned goods <laughs> and make you a stew or something that you can eat for the next two, three months, you know what I'm saying? I'll put you in a place. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only, you're not the only woman I'm tricking with. You know what I'm saying? I gave you two thirty, so that just cut into the little five hundred that I spend in a week. <laughs> So now I got to give this one a little less. Hilarious. Uh, Kari, Kari, Kari did not say that at all. <laughs> but what I am saying is I will help her, but she going to have to ask for help because getting her own place becomes some deep shit. You ever seen a person try to move? I'm in a bind, Kari. You ever seen a person try to move? You know what I'm saying? Like different people consider moving. A lot of people approach that shit a lot different than others. Like especially I know some like just from women in my family. Moving means moving means painting, fur new furniture, painting, new bed, new everything. So that means that he not only is it a lining out that pussy. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, you got to give me all that pussy. Kari, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> Crazy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that depending upon where she at, moving can be a more to do. You know what I'm saying? And what the place you think that's cool, shit, it took us like maybe... 
it took us two years to find a spot for my aunt and my and my cousins that they at now. It took a while to find the right house. And some of the stuff that my aunt and them was saying that they wanted as amenities, I was thinking to myself, like, why do you even need that shit? You you 84. Flat but, out. Cardi putting you in the Regal Towers. You'll be able to see Myers from your crib. <laughs> he moving you to the projects in Southfield. He like, you want you need a place to live? I'm my man. I got like Cardi got like three, four bitches that used to live in the Regal Towers. <laughs> That was his spot. He was like, look, the rent is $300. It's a lot of Africans live over here. Uh, it's a Myers right there. Bar 7 is over there. So you can have a good-ass time. You're going to be bit up from these bed bugs, but you're right Hilarious. off the freeway. So you, the, the bug freeway take you to Lodge, Southfield, 75. <laughs> bitch, you got it. But you got to live with some Africans. It's stank over okay. here. Okay. What's funny is we used to have a studio in the Regals. The Regals wow. was wild as hell, the too. The Regals. The Regals. It's like we used to call it... Uh, Joy said, not the Regals. We used to call the Regals uh, the Carter and shit. Like, That's damn, it was Dutta Man over here. Like, that bitch every tracks. time it would be some different shit, especially with the damn bed bugs. It was like, how do dead, how do bed bugs continue to live here? And then when I met the dude that owned the Regals, and he would drive around, it was like this Israeli investor. Mm -hmm. He would drive around with an ATV with like, with three AKs strapped around his back. I'm like, why the fuck you need AKs to drive nigga, through the they, Regals? Nigga, they had a K-9 unit. Their security had a K-9 unit. It wasn't like the police. The security at the Regal Towers had a Doverman pincher, nigga, in there. Like, nigga, that was trapped out. And that's where Kari had a lot of the women that he fucked with living at. So that tell you all about, about how he cut. Uh... Nikki said, I get where you're coming from, Kari, because if I help someone who mismanages their money or lie or... Or live beyond their means, you'll always be helping them. Yeah, you can't, you enabling them. But all right, man, we gonna man let this thing slide and get up out of here. Wait, man. wait, wait. Give them, give them a song of the day based on, I guess today's, based on today's topics. We gonna get back to song of the day too. Uh, song of the day, song of the day. I don't have no time to think about it. What we talk about today? We talked about, uh, we talked about name niggas. We talked about, uh. Um, I guess the name of the song, I mean, the song of the day would be Laffy Taffy, man. Because uh, Kari was leaning with it, rocking with it. Kari was <laughs> leaning and rocking with it, dog, at Envy. <laughs> at Plan Taffy. B over there off Larner. Laffy Taffy. So, Fabo. Yeah, uh, that's the song of the day, man. Um, it's nothing wrong with being the same, man. But we will be back Wednesday. Hey, Joy, whenever you got a chance, you can come on here and fuck with us, man. Um, we will be back Wednesday. Everything is back. Let me check my schedule, make sure I ain't doing nothing Wednesday. Somebody just text me. All right. Um, um, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. My bad, y'all. Let's see where I'm at. Let's see where I'm at. I ain't doing nothing. Uh, the 7th, I'm at Open Mic Jam. I'm at Open Mic Jam. They uh, Open Mic Jam. Is that what that is? No, no, I'm sorry. Sound off. The sound off open mic. Um, Man, I'm so terrible with this shit. Hold on. I, I ain't been on social media in a while, so I, I got a bunch of shows, and I just ain't been paying attention. Here we go. Hey, I will be at Sound Off Sunday's open mic celebrating their seventh year anniversary next Sunday, man. I will be the feature. This is like my fourth time, not my third time featuring the anniversary show, man. So y'all come out. It's at High Function on uh, 5249 East 7 Mile Road. So that's where I'm going to be at this Sunday, kicking it over there, man. So uh, if you ain't doing nothing, y'all pull up. Come see me do my thing, man. It's going to be good times. We're going to kick it. We're going to have fun. I guess y'all can get high. And um, we getting it in. Um Kari, what you got going on? Man, same old, same old. Just editing, work, you know, closing out the year. 
That's all we doing, man. So, again, before I say this, we're closing out the year again, man. This is the fourth quarter. But before we get out of the fourth quarter, we're going to give y'all another live podcast, man. House Party Edition. Holiday uh, holiday swag. Basically, the Black Friday, man, November 26th. Get your tickets, man. They're going to be 25 bucks. That ain't shit. That's four of them. That's, uh, nigga, four of them tickets will buy you one of them TVs you finna buy that's going to break in three months. <laughs> so, you're going to spend that money with the white man. Come spend that money with your brother. You know what I'm saying? Word to Dr. Umar Johnson. You know what it is. So, so uh, shout out to y'all, man. Thank y'all for tapping in. Have a happy Halloween. And don't go see the movie Halloween because it's stupid because Michael Myers do not die. That nigga just a white man and his privilege allows him to live and take bullets and jump shots and you hit him with a nunchuck over the head and he's still going to live. I did hear a little bit about it. It's a trilogy. So he's dying in Halloween. Die, Halloween, die. Man, fuck that movie, dog. Hey, man, we on y'all, man. Love and peace. God bless y'all, man. Y'all have a great night, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Y'all be cool. Something in my heart. We still it. Something in I'm, I'm my heart. In. It's got me. So what was going on? Uh. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.